Mosley show. I, I waited till like one of the biggest moments ever uh, for the <laughs> yeah, Rangers I, I, to reach out to you, all right? I, I, this was a big spot, and so I went to my man in the bullpen, Stephen The Stevenson. pressure's on. I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I remember doing your show several years ago. It might have been TCU-related. I can't remember, but... Well, you used to cover TCU, and yeah. uh, boy, this this uh, sign stealing scandal has been so interesting. In that TCU had kind of a nice little counter move. It turns out that Spike tapped into some of his buddy Mike Leach's ways, and yeah, uh, I, I was just talking. That, yeah, hilarious. that was the whole thing is fascinating. And then what will happen to Michigan, and if anything, and will the Big Ten step in and do anything? My gut says no, but they, I mean, the, there'll be pressure, right? I mean, uh, everybody, Ohio State and Penn State, everybody's going to be in their ear. Let's do something here. Hey, you guys going to step up and do anything to Big Bad Michigan? Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the if the conference has the cojones to, uh, to mm-hmm. do what they should and and at least give them a slap on the wrist uh, because yeah. but yeah I saw I saw uh, Sp- uh Dykes uh uh the story on him and how they handled it in the the semifinal game last year that was funny <laughs> <laughs> Well and it, we even talked about what the CFP they're not controlled by the NCAA I mean the CFP honestly could decide something on its own I don't think it will but, I mean, yeah. it's just kind of an interesting thought. Um, now, Rangers, you've been down there. Chris Young was talking earlier. You were part of that. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's just remarkable to see what it's become and how quickly it happened. You were out there for a lot of those horrible games two years ago, lose oh, yeah. 100 games, uh, and just those long, hot summers. And of course, now they're not so hot because you could be indoors. But – I mean, to, to think that it's finally here, do you feel like this team, Stefan, has been able to hit reset? Uh, the, you know, the Astros thing was huge, but we all remember, like, back in 2010, they beat the Yankees, and quite honestly, that felt like the ending of something. That felt like, I, hey, I this you. is, yeah, and I'm just wondering if you think this Rangers outfit has maybe done a good job. You've been around them this week at kind of turning yeah. the page and realizing, okay, now we need to go win this series. It's funny that you asked that question because during the uh, Bruce Bochy beat reporter meeting, when it's just the guys that have been around, the guys and women that have been around the team for most of the year. It's only like five or six of us, and the radio guys are in there. Um, and I asked Bochy if, if something had shifted – in, for the World Series, since since the Rangers sort of had that scrappy on the road underdog mentality through the playoffs until they got here, and now since they're facing the D-backs, do they feel like they're the favorite, or has anything shifted in the clubhouse? And he he categorically dismissed that, saying no way. They they still feel like the underdog. Um, that they you know it was a long shot for them for even though they felt confident going against the Astros um, that that they they didn't view that as the the end of anything that it was just another step to get to the world series and uh you know i kind of got that sense in the clubhouse yesterday too because i asked nathaniel lowe and mitch garver and a couple other players marcus simeon about how how their attitudes change 
and they all they all dismissed it. They all basically say that, uh, that, that that they can't win without, like all athletes, claim that they're the underdog. And uh, I think most of them are so new to the to a World Series setting that that I think it's genuine. I don't think that they they feel like uh, they have some kind of upper hand against the D backs. Uh, and plus, they you know they they look at what the D backs had to do to get to the World Series and the teams that they had to beat. So I don't I don't think they're just saying the right thing. I think they really believe it. But um, it is a weird dichotomy because up until the time the the Rangers beat the Astros, really most most people did not view the Rangers as a good as team as I thought they were because I've always said since they made the postseason and, and had to give the, the, the AL West title to the Astros on the tiebreaker. Don't forget that they blew 33 games that they probably should have won. If you cut those in half, they they're a hundred win team. So I think, uh, I think a lot of people uh, kind of just look at them as a wild card and don't really realize that. Mm-hmm. What do you think? That make it, was that rambling? No, no, no. I like that. I, I, you get wherever you want to go. Just kind of paint wherever. I mean, you know, we're both writers. We like to kind of flesh out thoughts. I'm fine with that. The, uh, the uh, D-backs and the Rangers rotations. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the top two for both are, are, are both really, really good. And then it kind of yeah, gets man. interesting after that. With with yeah. the Scherzer thing because we don't he's not quite Scherzer yet but maybe he could be who knows when you figure in the bullpen does this whole thing is is the pitching matchup pretty close it does seem like they have several weapons on the back end I mean I could think of three for the D backs that certainly match up with the Rangers top three from their bullpen really really well and maybe a little bit better. Is that how I agree you with see you. it? I, I, yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. I think if uh, if the Rangers starters starting with uh, Nate Evaldi tonight and uh, Jordan Montgomery tomorrow in Game Two, if they falter and the Rangers are forced into uh, to the bullpen early, you know it could become a mess, and it could be circa mid-August when they were losing sixteen to twenty games type scenario. Um, they they they've gotten outstanding starts from. From Ivaldi and Montgomery uh, in the wild card and the, the the division series and in the the ALC the ALCS um, the Scherzer thing is a good is a good question because it, it would like like you said he's really not himself yet but the more time on the mound he gets you would think it it bodes well for him and the more confident he gets in his arm and I, I think uh, a game three start. I wouldn't be shocked if he was more like Vintage Scherzer than we've mm-hmm. seen in the first two postseason outings. Have you studied Stephen Stevenson? Um, these these D backs, in a sense, like that. I was looking at Marino hitting third. I'm like, well, oh, really, Marino? Okay, so they've got a catcher who can hit. Um, it's not the yeah. Astros. It's not as deep, and you don't have a Jordan Alvarez showing up at the plate. It's interesting that Corbin Carroll's leading off. I think they had Cattell Marte in the leadoff spot for some of the postseason. Um, it's an interesting lineup. I don't think it's the most fearsome lineup anybody could ever put out there, but but certainly some very interesting. With Longoria, the old man, now know, yeah. hitting out of the eight hole. I mean, he was in the 2008 World Series, 
and now he's in the 2023 yeah. World Series, which is kind of strange. But where do you think the where do you think the holes are in this lineup in this order? Because the Rangers really don't have holes in theirs. They don't, and and Longoria is batting 135 in the postseason, no homers, mm. only three RBIs. Um, Christian Walker, um, he's only got a home. He's batting under 200. He's in the in the cleanup spot. Um, you're totally right. The Astros, uh, there's a reason why they're the defending World Series champions. That, that's a heck of a lineup that pitchers have to face. Um, that's sort of, you know, I don't want to jinx anything for the Rangers, but that's sort of why I've got the Rangers winning in five. Is, uh, I think I think so far the, the, the D-backs have gotten timely hits from any number of guys. Uh, Tommy Fan had a game winner. Um, Martez had a game winner. Corbin Carroll's kind of a, a rising star. He was in the same draft as Josh Young in 2019, was it? Um, I think it, it is going to come down to pitching, but if the if the if if the Rangers can keep it out of the bullpen like they did in the ALCS as long as possible each game to game, um, I like their chances. I think the the Diamondbacks they like to they like to steal, so uh, Jonah Heim at catcher will be uh, will be a key element to this series. I think the D-backs have 16 stolen bases in the postseason, the the most in. In the postseason, and the Rangers have nine, and the Rangers really—that's they were kind of high up on the postseason list. They didn't really steal a lot in the regular season, mm-hmm. but uh, I think uh, I'm interested to see how Evan Carter handles his first World Series. It's interesting to note that I don't know if you saw this, but he is the only one player in the history of the game started and batted third in the World Series. At a younger age, any any ideas, Matt? I, I think I know this one. Um, I'm going to guess the Mick, Mickey Mantle. You are, cor- you are and correct. Let, let me think. You... Let me think about this. I'm going to say it was the 1952 World Series. Okay, I think you saw the Texas Rangers PR tweet. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, uh, I I may have seen something go out there, but um, yeah, that that's. It's amazing, and Evan, to be where he is and to have made the plays he's made in the postseason. Uh, yeah, defensively, is, uh, too. Yeah, it's remarkable in the in the field, and you're right, and he gets on base constantly. Stefan, that was fun. I reserve the right to reach out to you again during this World Series. And, uh, Absolutely. I'll thinking, be in Phoenix. I was, yeah, I was, uh, I was thinking about having you on this morning, and I thought, oh, gosh, he's not going to see a DM. And then I had that thought, like, why do I not have Stefan's number? But, you know, we're, we're together. You we figured it. it out. And uh, now I have it. Thank <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Matt. Yeah, enjoy it. All right. There you go. Stefan Stevenson joining us on the Matt Mosley Show. Uh, and he's going to go uh, cover this one out at Globe Life as uh, we get closer and closer to first pitch. All right, a couple of last-minute nuggets to get you ready for tonight's game. And, of course, a lot of high school games in the area as well, all coming up in the dismount. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. This Bosqueville Coaches Show with Clint Zander is brought to you by Saddle Creek Dental. Bosqueville Bulldogs were shut out by Crawford on Friday. Coach, that game got away from you early. Was it turnovers again that spoiled the night? Unfortunately so. 
uh, we took the ball first and ended up had a third down play, dropped the ball, foot stamp was over the punter's head and they got the ball about the five and scored first play and uh, just kind of downhill from there. We moved the ball at times, but just couldn't put enough together to get in the end zone. Defense just spent too much time on the field, didn't they? They did, and, uh, you know, really they hit us on some big plays. They hurt us. I thought we did a relatively decent job of shutting down their run game uh, for the most part. But, uh, you know, they hit us for a big one here and there and, and just kind of got away from us. Well, you travel to Valley Mills this week. Tell us what you know about Valley Mills. Uh, they're really big up front on the offensive line. Defensively, the same three are really aggressive, so it'll be a challenge for our offensive line to keep those guys out of there and be able to remove the ball. ESPN Central Texas. The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, doctors Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them with personalized, gentle care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today. Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive, and at SaddleCreekDental.com. Good luck, Bosqueville Bulldogs.